All right, welcome to the show. Welcome to A Mall Life, uh, where we're excited to talk about all things mall from our, our long history of uh, being in the shopping center industry and getting to experience the crazy of customers, uh, staff, tenants, and anything else going on. I hope you've enjoyed it so far. Uh, I am Dave. And I'm Don. And we're here to just uh, take you uh, for a ride. And uh, one of the interesting things is there's not that many malls grand opening anymore. In fact, I remember, uh, I think one of the last ones that I remember announced was in Goodyear, Arizona. And that was, I think, 2005 or 2006. And it was shortly thereafter that it was no longer announced because of the Great Recession. So, you know, <laughs> it never never got done. And I think there was one in Florida that grand opened post there. But uh, um I shared on my Instagram and on LinkedIn a while ago my first ever grand opening experience. And uh, it was actually when I was eight, of all things, because my dad was a mall guy. And we were in Indiana, and it was for River Falls Mall that had opened. And now it's merely a Bass Pro, I think, which is a higher and better use for that shopping center. But uh, um, when that grand opened, I was eight, and I remember sitting. I got, I got to come out of school, and I got to sit on the like to the right of the stage and uh, and and watch you know this, this the the big ribbons and the the balloon arches and all that kind of stuff and and it was it was my first and so far my only grand opening that I've been able to experience in my career um, but I loved it because uh, because when the mall opened that mall had uh, had an upper level theater it was a theater and then it had a whole wonderland the midway where it had the food court and then it had like a carousel two level play place uh, remote control cars remote control boats remote control i think it had bumper cars the the first ones to come out and it was super neat but i remember my dad coming into the mall with uh hooper and whatever the girl mascot was and they would they would go around and they were talking about you know all the all the elementary kids from my elementary school got to go and try out all the toys on the test night, you know where they could work all the coins and everything was for free, um, and so it was super exciting pieces. So, but but grand openings are crazy for the mall teams themselves. In fact, they even call them what crunch crews. That's you know you'd bring in people from all over the country to help you know polish tile and move planters and paint and do all that stuff. Um, you know, I was wondering, did you have any, any experience with uh, kind of a crazy opening or something just kind of funny from that way? Well, I tell you, uh, my whole uh, – let me say something about this industry as a whole. I came from banking. I was 10 years in banking. And, uh, you know, bankers aren't known for, for uh, uh, comedy. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cut and dried, you know, debits and credits. and, and uh, They might I, be one step above accountants. Yeah, you know, may, for, may, for maybe, comedy. maybe not. But I'd spent 10 years in banking, and when I, I st- shared earlier that uh, lady that got me in, involved with this, she had me start in marketing. And so after what I was used to in banking, I, it was such a refreshing way to see how malls ran as opposed to banking. Uh, when I, I was in banking, I was in data processing. After about eight years, they had me train in different departments so I could see what their uh, computer needs were. And remember, this was in the 70s and 80s. And so... Uh, I was being trained as a teller after eight years in banking, and I was pretty excited about it. Not that it was anything that I wanted to do for a living, but it was interesting to see what the tellers needed and understand their computer needs. And I told my wife, I said, uh, my wife was also in banking at that time, and I said, you know, I'm being trained as a teller, and my wife was a teller. And so uh, I said, yeah, someone who used to work for you. Or used to work at your bank, and she said, we fired them for embezzlement. And it's like, <laughs> oh, well, I guess HR didn't do those kind of checks back then, or you just don't tell that. But they never prosecuted her when she left because they didn't want it in the paper, and they didn't want the bad press with it. So I'm 
but assume they just ate the, their losses. And so she was training me to be a teller. She forgot to show me the embezzlement part. But uh, it just, you know, banks keep things secret. When I went to work in the mall industry, this uh, Judy would take me with her to all these different meetings that would be held. You know, there's ICSC would have meetings. There'd be regional meetings where the malls would all get together. And even though you were in competition, you shared a lot of information. And they would tell good and bad stories, things that worked well and things that, you know, really went sideways. And I was sitting there just amazed that you'd be willing to, be willing to sit there and say in front of other people, you know, we did this promotion and it was a dog or we'll never do that again. Or, you know, this worked really well because I, I don't know, I had this, this mindset that everything had to be secret so you could get, a, you know, a jump on your, on your competitors. And uh, it, w- it wasn't that way. Uh, back then there were merchants associations which actually helped uh, with, with tenant input. You drove the marketing, which was uh, so different from what it is now because every tenant had an opinion of how marketing ought to be done. And, you know, you don't market a clothing store the same way you market a jewelry store. And so sometimes those meetings were a little contentious, and that's what I, that's what I started with. But to get back to the grand opening, yes, I, I've been very fortunate. To, my first grand opening that I was sent to as one of those crunch teams was in uh, Chicago, and it was a, a mall on the south side of Chicago, and going through a major renovation, and uh, it was it was fourteen hour days, just a ton of fun, and you got to see people from all over the country, and got to know them, and uh, you know you did everything from pick up trash to plant trees to whatever needed to be done, you did it. There was a sign coming up to the mall that uh, needed to be painted. It was a I think the land was for sale and the sign was in sort of disrepair and one of the senior executives in the company had commented about how much they didn't like that sign so a couple of us on our own decided to go out one night in the cover of darkness and take down the sign and I'm sure the statute of limitations has run past this now I'm sure you're not foul of the law yes yes and so uh we went out there and we're trying to tear the sign off and part of it was already off and I'm pulling the sign back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and it finally popped off and when it did, it cut me above the eye and I had to have stitches in my eyebrow. (laughs) But uh, I I liked the accolades the next day when the story sort of got around about what we were doing. Not saying it was the right thing to do, but at the time, you know, youth is a wonderful thing because you don't really think beyond it and it wasn't malicious. The sign really shouldn't have been shouldn't have been there but uh, no it was a lot of fun but there's been many more since then and uh, even at my own properties where we added department stores or we did expansions and the amount of planning and work that goes into that is just unbelievable um, one of the ones we had a uh, a mall that was opening that had some high-end stores with it including some department stores that were high-end and you know the funny thing about it is is um, when you do those grand openings you get a lot of publicity a lot of newspaper, newspapers and TVs want to come out and interview, and most tenants won't allow stores or won't allow their employees to go ahead and give uh, interviews for obvious reasons. They want to make sure they don't say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. So this newspaper crew, or excuse me, television crew was on the property taking all these interviews or trying to get interviews or talk to shoppers and, and that, and it, yeah, it was going on. And so the you're next, probably, and you're probably letting it go because you know, oh, it's all the game games afoot for getting the word out about the mall opening and yeah, yeah. No, success. we we were happy to have them yeah, there. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> we were watching TV one night after a particularly long day, and they're interviewing one of the temporary tenants, and these temporary tenants were set uh, had set up outside of um, 
a department store, uh, a high-end department store, and these people were wearing black suits and, and uh, white shirts and ties, and they had a drape table, and they were selling uh, curling irons and um, oh, hair, hair straighteners. straighteners yeah. Yeah. yeah, and hair so they, they were selling this, and they interviewed them on TV, and they were talking about how wonderful business was, and they were selling 30% off retail, and we all started looking at each other, and it's like, did we give that department store permission to go out there and, and, and sell in the, in the common area? And uh, turned out these people just came in, set up tables, acted like they were supposed to be there, and did it. Looked, looked the part. Looked the know, part. Looked that's the part right. Of the high end, you know, the high end, <laughs> high end suits and ties so, and everything. And they had to just be dying laughing when they were interviewed on TV. That uh, and you know they were acting like, yeah, you know, this is this is legit. This is what we do, and we're here because of this grand opening. And we're, you know, come see us. Come yeah. visit us. It's totally great. <laughs> they must have done pretty well because they didn't come back after that. So I think they sold as many as they needed to, and they could go on. So <laughs> made their bus fare, if you will. <laughs> that's right. That's you know, it's funny. funny, but there were various times in, in the business where I'd see someone doing something on the property. Property, and I'd say, you know, do you have permission to be here? And they go, oh, yeah, we have permission from the mall manager. And I said, well, that's a problem. I am the mall manager. <laughs> and I don't remember having this <laughs> yeah. conversation. We had someone doing balloon animals and selling <laughs> selling them to, to kids as they came up. And he was only charging a buck. It's not like it was some – but we had some other activities going on, and he just thought, well, I'll just go down there and get yeah. to be part of that. That's why I'm here. That's, that's right. really good. And, uh, yeah, he didn't stay after that. So, you know, it, it's amazing the, the amount of gall that people have and that they'll do well sometimes it's just the simple thing is they view it as public space which you know in 46 of the states it is and uh you know and and i'd even run into the guys my favorite ones were always the up-and-coming rappers or the r&b artists you know they'd show up and they're like pushing their cds for five bucks or a dollar or ten bucks you're like that is printed on a home printer and it's a <laughs> and it's a cd and that's great you know like but it's like they're they're on their first dropping their first mixtape or whatever and and you're just kind of like, you have a backpack and yourself, and you're wearing yourself on your shirt, and then you're handing out these CDs like, we can't have you here on the property. Oh, but I, I just, I got a show tonight. I'm just trying to, it's like, no, that's not that's not how it works. I got taken by a group once. Um, these two girls in high school age, you know, coming to the office, and at that point we, had, we were selling gift cards at the mall office, you know, and we didn't have a gift. I think we had just gotten rid of gift services, so it was kind of this kind of transitionary. And they come in. And they have this flyer, you know, for my friend Jace or whatever, you know, save Jace or help Jace, some medical thing. And they come in with this flyer and they're like, our friend Jace is in trouble and, uh, you know, we're out here raising money to, for their cause, blah, 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 blah. And we're, we got a big event coming up this Saturday. Anyway, we're like, all right, fine, you know, we'll help out a good cause. These, these you know, young ladies are, seem genuine you know, from, from the local high school or whatever. So we give them a $50 gift card, I think, whatever it was. You know, hey, here's from, you know, from my mom. They walk out. And then, like, a little later, like, security stops by and is like, hey, we found all these flyers in the parking lot. <laughs> and I think the girls had just picked one up on the way in, came in, was like, hey, would you donate to my friend's cause? Got 50 bucks. And went and, at least, I was like, at least I funded 50 bucks in my mall that day. So, <laughs> so totally got taken. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what, some people are very good at, at being able it, to it do that to you. It clever. Yeah, yeah, when, when they went in and did that. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I had this wonderful idea early um, that um, – People would always come in the mall and ask for you to give them gift certificates. Like somehow they thought the gift certificates were free to us. And if we were giving gift certificates or now gift cards, someone's got to pay for those, and it isn't the retail. So uh, because I'm a mental heavyweight, I came up with this plan where I was going to go to my – I went to my retailers, and I said, I want to do a, 
a coupon sheet that uh, we'll print it on a heavy paper. It'll be, you know, a classy piece, and we're going to sell them for ten bucks. And when people come in and ask for money, we're going to say no, we don't give donations, but just you know how those sports teams sell those punch cards and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, very popular among the local teams. So yeah. I went to all my retailers, and I got about thirty of them, including one department store. Who I won't say it is, but it's a three initial name for as most people know him as, and um, they they signed on right away. And I'm thinking, boy, this must be a good idea because I got a national chain to go with me, and I had all these stores. And it was ten dollars off a, a full price purchase of fifty. It was, uh, I think, it was five dollars off a twenty five dollar purchase, and it was two dollars off a ten dollar purchase. But if you paid full price for something, but that way the the food court got to use it and everything. And yeah. and I like I said, I had 30-some people sign up. And so when people would come in and say, gee, we need $500, could you give us $500? We'd say, no, but here's 50 of these, sell them, and, you know, you can keep all the proceeds. And I was so proud of myself, and uh, it never really caught on. And all of a sudden now I'm having people coming in all the time from that three-letter department store because he – he signed up so quick because he was tired of people coming in and asking him for money. And he go, oh, the mall has a program just for this, and we support that. So people come in, and, you know, it's funny. People want the money. They don't want the work. So if oh, you yeah. say, you know, you have to go sell 100 of these, and, yeah, and you make $1,000, it's like, no, nah, we, just, we just want a donation. Yeah, we just want a donation, then we'll, mm-hmm. then we'll move on. I think I either printed 10 or 15,000 of those because I was sure it was going to be a, uh, <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cause. Yeah, I knew there was going to be a maxi in my future for how well this worked. Well, for uh, those of you who don't know, a maxi is the award they give to malls or property owners or developers for really great and effective campaigns, either in development or marketing or whatever. But the the marketing is is the coveted one to receive when you're in the field, like at a specific shopping mall. And it's usually for something great that you've done to do it and it's by the international council of shopping centers icsc or whatever their new name is something about commerce what but, but yeah anyway. yeah and uh, i th- somehow i don't know maybe giving a hundred of those out to different charities didn't qualify for a maxi i well you know, you know and you, when you when you when you had twelve thousand of them left over to burn at your country <laughs> fire in the, in the summertime it probably didn't work out <laughs> you know uh, talking of icsc i had a friend and and like i said the name has changed now but back then he was going to be uh, teaching a class and he wanted to start out with some humor and uh, people never reached out to me for um uh, I, I was probably known for being funnier than I was good. <laughs> so <laughs> people would come to me. And he said, you know, I want to do a, a top 10 something. Uh, back then, I think it was Letterman or someone was doing a top 10. Yeah, you know, the, the late night crew was really yeah. big on those, you know, the top 10 rundowns. And he said, can you give me something that I could use for that? And so, you, of course, as soon as I get that challenge, I'm just all about it, well, you know. So yeah. I, I did a top 20. And so uh, here's the top 10 signs you're a bad property manager. And we talked about this a little bit earlier. There's 20 of them, so if you'll bear with me for a moment. Well, and, well. and David, please I'm, feel I'm free. I'm excited to hear this. I, yeah. I haven't even heard the whole list, so I'm very excited. So during merchant meetings, and this is what when I was talking about marketing, was, in, was uh, you would have the tenants come in, you explain marketing, they got to vote on certain things sometimes and stuff. Uh, during merchant meetings, you keep referring to merchants as suckers. That, uh, that's the sign of <laughs> a bad property manager. Bad property manager. Yeah. You've ever argued with a handicapped person why you deserve the parking space closest to the mall entrance. You know, it's really funny, but uh, mall employees and, and, and uh, sh- uh, retailer employees are supposed to park 
If you look in your parking lot, there's usually a line that is a different color or the striping change a different color. Yeah. And you wouldn't think it'd be that hard to get people to park where they're supposed to, but they want to argue the point all the time. Or, well, um, and, and my dad and I always joked the easiest ways to get death threats was to enforce parking. <laughs> yeah, there's some truth to yeah, that, yeah, too. Yeah, very true. There is some truth. Uh, you can shoot three under par at any local golf course. And uh, <laughs> uh, this is actually expected of leasing representatives, though. Um, the merchants haven't seen you so long, they think the, hot, the housekeeping supervisor is actually the general manager. <laughs> you know, some people like to manage from inside the office, and I was always one that loved to be out on the floor. I loved it. Love to talk to the customers. Love to hear what they had to say. Love to go see the tenants and understand the tenants. Uh, this goes back a long, long time, and you'd have to be an, an old Cheers fan, but uh, when confronted with a tough situation, your first thought is, what would Norm on Cheers do? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. If, if you haven't seen the old uh, Cheers, uh, Norm mostly just sat there and drank beer. But uh, <clears throat> you're pricing out a bathroom uh, for your office, so you never have to go to the mall restroom. <laughs> this, this, uh, you know, if the mall restroom isn't good enough for you to use as the manager, then you're not maintaining the restroom as you should. Uh, when I became a regional and a vice president, there were various times, and only half kidding, I told people I'm going to close the mall restroom, the, in the office. If the mall, so, you the mall management restroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to go into the mall yeah. because you got to keep those clean. Uh, you actually believe the projections your leasing reps give you. That's a sign of a bad property manager. Uh, <laughs> like, all good, like all good sales projections. Yeah, You're going yeah. and going, oh, yeah, 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 that sounds amazing. And for all my leasing friends, I do apologize. This was all comedy. Uh, you're budgeting more for plastic sheets and buckets than for roof repairs. Uh, <laughs> actually, that is a true, that's a true statement right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a mall before the company I worked for now, or I, I worked for when I retired, they had a mall up in Michigan, and I walked in there the first time, and it was a Sears store that must have had 35 or 40. Um, they'd taken out ceiling tiles and put in a, a plastic insert to funnel the water down into buckets. It was leaking oh, wow. that bad. Oh, wow. And uh, on one of our earlier uh, podcasts, you were talking about pushing snow off roofs. Yeah. Uh, that roof was so bad that they had actually tried running – uh, moving snow off it. Michigan gets a lot of snow. They uh, actually dropped an ATV through the ceiling <laughs> because the roof deck had, had they actually... They brought an ATV up there? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's yeah. aggressive. But that did get the new roof they wanted. So that is different. So I guess, you know, in, in hindsight, insurance issues are insurance issues. <laughs> and this one actually happened to me, which is where it came from. You're trying to negotiate a deal with Montgomery Wards to fill a large vacancy. Uh, had them all one time where uh, Montgomery Wards was going to be our next anchor, and they were actually starting construction. I got a call from the home office saying, do you hear that Montgomery Wards filed bankruptcy today? And I said, uh, no, they're, they're working on it. The guy just moved here from Denver. He's bought a home. He's going to... He's going to build three stores in the market. He's tearing out my sidewalk right now. Yeah, yeah, and and, and uh, they said, well, you may want to go talk to him. So I went and told him, and he was just in disbelief. And so I went back up and called my home office again. And they said, uh, yeah, they they closed. <laughs> they're, 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 they're no longer. They're liquidating. And so I went back and told him a second time. I said, you really ought to go call someone. And he did. And I never saw him again after that. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully didn't buy the house. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, you think CAM stands for Constantly Agitated Merchants. For those of you who are uh, newer to this industry, it used to be common air maintenance charges were sent were pro rata across the 
the property. Now we have flat cam, so this tells you how old this is. And it's a shared cost that everyone everyone gets to participate in, so that you can keep the lights on and the security running and all those things clean, clean, safe, secure, those kind of things. But, but yeah, Commonary Maine is, is constantly agitated merchants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, it may still stand for that. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, I don't think people really understand just how much it costs to maintain a mall and how to you know keep the lights on, keep air conditioning working, the security, the housekeeping. I mean, there's a lot of expenses to it. And then uh, there's a thing called property taxes. And uh, those are real interesting. Uh, property taxes sometimes go through the roof. I've always joked about they have no problems tacking, taxing businesses because businesses don't vote. <laughs> if you're going to have to raise property tax on someone's house or if you can just get some more out of your businesses in your community, uh, sometimes that was, the, that was the path they would take. You've accepted a rent payment from a tenant all in coins after security reported a theft of change from your fountain. That's, that's not, uh, Was it still wet? Is that yeah. I need a lot of paper towels for this rent payment. That's awesome. Change. That's awesome. Uh, the last time you walked your roof, you got lost and had the radio security to come find you. Uh, <laughs> I tell you. Uh, you, you know, it, it's funny, but I'm, and I'm retired now, so I can say these things, but I used to take my kids with me when we go walk the roof, and you look for, you know, damage and, and that, and it's amazing to be on top of a roof that's, you know, covering several acres and, and all the different parts of it, so I enjoyed that. Uh, you've been managing property in Fort Lauderdale for three years and just now realize you really don't need to budget for snow removal. Uh, that's... <laughs> that's <laughs> Uh, one time, uh, the company I was, I was with asked me to help work on a pro forma for a mall they were looking at in Puerto Rico. And I kept saying, well, I think I need to go there to look to get a better idea. Yeah. And they said, no, just here's how big it's going to be. And here's, you know, what the heroes are nice. I said, well, the only number I can tell you for sure right now is snow removal. And I think zero. That, that's zero. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know how big the bugs get there, what it takes to landscape there. I mean, and, you know, there is a lot of difference when it comes. There's some averages, but it also depends a lot on, on where you're at. It was your marketing director's fifth anniversary before you even knew you had a marketing director. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes mall teams aren't as cohesive as you would hope for. And uh, some just work on all cylinders all the time, and it's a pleasure to behold. Uh, your interior landscaping was patterned after a Chia Pet commercial you saw. <laughs> and, uh, for those of you who well, those don't, those would actually survive. So yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what Chia Pets are, Google it because <laughs> they're, they're sort of an interesting. Well, you one. can get a my my wife actually uh, got one as a prank gift with uh, Bob Ross as the, oh, yeah. uh, as the Chia Pet. That well, good. that's the right hair for that. That's right. It was a perfect Chia Pet. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, when the number of security issues don't drop after dressing all of your security staff as Batman. <laughs> you honestly thought the problem was that you didn't choose the right action hero. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know which tent, you know, now I'm saying this, I don't know which tent he used for his ICSC presentation. Mm. Uh, this other one is another one that's based in uh, 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 truth. You received an award from Hard Copy because your nude Santa night brought them their highest ratings ever. Now, for those of you who don't know what Hard Copy is, it's a it's a news show, one of the one of the first ones when they start doing all these, uh, I think now it's like Entertainment Tonight or whatever it is. Yeah. This was when it first started, and, and we had a mall in California where there was a Mexican restaurant that was doing a uh, naughty nighty night where uh, the the uh, <laughs> where the where the waitresses were dressed in nighties, and uh, Hard Copy reached out and wanted to film and wanted permission to film which I did not give them. And this is before the internet, so they faxed me a form on their letterhead 
uh, asking me to fill it out to give them permission to film. And of course I did not, but now I had their, now I had their letterhead on a letter and it's easy to change them. So I, I might have, I may or may not have used those for some other emails that went out afterwards, but uh, they didn't do it. That's awesome. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> your director of security convinced you to buy the entire Andy Griffith series on video so they could use it, be used as training films. Um, oh, that's, that's funny. But you know what? The thing about it is that security always has been more of customer service than security. Which I mean, is much more Barney Fife's right, MO, right? Right, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, he was sort of low-key. I have to uh, digress for a minute. When, I was, when we first started going away from uh, using police officers and, and, and looking more at trying to get a customer service type of – and sometimes – and, and uh, this is not a knock on policemen, but uh, – and remember, we're going back 20, 25 years. Uh, it's a different, it's a different um, mindset between enforcing the law and – customer service. And uh, I was interviewing a guy that had been a police officer for a bazillion years. He was retired. And I said, you know, why, why would I want another police officer here? And he said, because all I need to be the best security chief you ever had is a quarter, which tells you how long this is. And I said, and what's that for? He said, because I could go to a pay phone and call the police and give them an excellent description of the person, which way they're heading, <laughs> and everything else. And I thought, you know, I like this guy because it's a quarter, I can call someone who cares. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, uh, well, and and you know what's funny is the security uniform has really changed. Like you said, like it used to be like we wanted to look exactly like PD. You know, essentially, I mean, to the point where you had referenced earlier, you had one that was the, the police ink, the police ink versus the police, you know, <laughs> yeah, not the band. But, uh, but you know, it's funny because it, it, it uh, they morphed, right? Like it was, uh, you know, as close to PD as possible. And then I think in the by the time we got to the mid two thousands, like there was a point where like we wanted you to look like we were a, a park ranger, you know, like Mountie hat and. Might have been the white or the blue, light blue shirts, or even like a brown and green mixture. Like it really, it kind of went to where each mall could almost give a little bit of a you know a flavor to it. And then now we've almost morphed away from the Mountie hats, away from all that stuff to high visible, you know, polos and stuff that makes it still very visible, but not necessarily like police looking. In it. So it's been a very interesting mor- metamorphosis. And you've passed over that whole one of the blazers where you were trying oh, yeah. to look more totally like a, a concierge, you know, and, yeah. and you walked around and, yeah. you know, Talk hopefully. Talk about people. a dry cleaning management nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this next one, once again, there's there's a, this came about because of a, uh, some, some, uh, an incident that happened, uh, having never seen the original episodes of WKRP in Cincinnati. And oh, for a lot yeah. of you people, you know, well, you won't know what that is. It wasn't until last year's Thanksgiving promotion melee that you discovered that tame turkeys can't fly. And uh, <laughs> we had a mall in Columbus where the promotion with a local radio station. And back then we, I used an answering service. So they had a number that they called, uh, and I had properties all around the country. They would call me, or they would call that number, and the answering service would call me if it was something that was important. And uh, just taking over a, a mall in uh, Ohio, and the manager had actually been promoted and was moving to another property. So I'd gone up to the mall one time, and it was just a couple days before Thanksgiving. And um, I gave him that number and said, you know, if you need anything, call. I forgot to call the answering service and tell them this is a new mall, <laughs> and I'm responsible for it if you get anything. And so uh, I come in the next day. And I have all these panic messages because I wasn't picking up 
no one paged me. And the word melee was actually used in the newspaper headlines, but they had were hovering over the mall dropping paper mache turkeys from a helicopter. And people went nuts. Three people had been hospitalized. People were out there with a paper two, mache yeah. turkeys. And the rumor was going through that one of the prizes on it was a Ford Focus. So people were fighting for these things. They were climbing in trees. They tore down a bank sign because one landed on a bank sign. They, the picture in the newspaper had, had a two-by-four with a milk crate nailed to the top of it because they were trying to hold it up to get it before it got to the ground. Uh, it was, yeah, it was not good. Um, so so just for clarification, in a helicopter, over your parking lot, dropping paper mache, like pinata. Mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure, pinata mm-hmm. turkeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, melee sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's Un- awesome. Unfortunately. But the WKRP yeah. episode yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. If you haven't heard it. The on-site, uh, go- the on-site, the on-site, uh, you know, I'm live. What was his, Ned? Was his name? I don't remember. Yeah. But the on-site yeah. reporter does a fantastic job of narrating live. What and and I love that the traffic reporter didn't have a helicopter, so they did just beat their chest to make it sound like they were on a helicopter <laughs> when they were going a, through. So a good show. I love yeah. that one. And then the last one I sent him was, you think tenant mix is one of the ingredients for something served with salt around the rim. And uh, so <laughs> tenant mix is, is uh, you know, so critical on, on shopping centers. And there used to be, I think we always thought there was a secret sauce about what tenants need to be there and how you grouped them. And, and we've been both doing this for a long time. And, you know, there was a time where you put them in different ends of the mall and then you start lumping them together by categories. And, you know, it, it's... Uh, it, it definitely has morphed over time as in the thinking and and uh, oh, 100 percent yeah. yeah I mean well I mean like you take the kids stores right like, I mean back when the pendulum would swing it's like well you wanted them as far apart as possible because then if mom had to come in she went to this kid's store and went over to the other one and then she passed all the other stores you wanted them to buy but I think what we learned was that that's the easiest way to make mom mad and <laughs> mom's coming to shop so during that time of day, I think back then it was, I think the the mom's average shop time was two and a half or three hours and the man's was 45 minutes. And now I think we're dead even. So, you know, it's 35 minutes or something like that per for each of for each of the genders. But but uh, and then the pendulum swing where, like you said, synergy and put them together. And it made sense because now mom's coming in going, I just need to go to the color block between JCPenney's and Macy's. And that's where I'm going to find the stores I want. And I can hit them all. Right. Okay, and mom's happier, and she's in, and she's getting stuff done, and we're all happy. Like, mom's happy, we, we're all happy. You know, it, it's funny you were talking about that because I, uh, I I love tenants. I mean, I, I said earlier, I respect anybody who's who's done this for a living because it's a hard way to make a living, having to deal with the public, having to guess 18, 24 months ahead of time what the fashions are going to be, make sure you don't buy too many, make sure you, you don't, you know, make sure that you buy enough because there's nothing worse than running out of something, you know, at the beginning of a season and realizing this was the going to be the hot thing yeah you just missed out on a ton of sales I right mean, that was heck that was that was a bunch of my retailers macy's included in uh 2008 i think 2009 it was started the crash but it's still like just didn't have enough inventory i remember when beanie babies became hot and i think they mm-hmm. originally i think they were sold maybe at hallmark in a few places and all of a sudden once they became the hottest thing anybody who had a uh, a cart was trying to add them, and there's use clauses and leases that about what they can and can't sell. Razors, when the, the scooters came oh, out, yeah. all of a sudden there were knockoffs of those, and everybody that had a cart was trying to add them. And you know, you had to be really creative and uh, and how how uh, the language in a in a lease or a license agreement was written to make sure that they just didn't try to come to the latest fad, which makes me think of another story. We're talking about tenants. 
we had a tenant that was selling, for those of you who have ever walked through a mall and seen them throwing the big airplanes, the big styrofoam airplanes, and they'll make them oh, loop yeah. and come back. Oh, those are cool, yeah. And then there was a flying UFO where they would fill them with helium and, you know, they would float forever and that. And we had a, a guy who was uh, filling with helium, which none of us had helium at home, so they never quite flew the same way at home as they did in the mall. And, yeah, go figure. Yeah, a, and most thing. people didn't ask, what's in this? <laughs> and I, I, but anyway, he, he had this unique way of getting people to interact with him. When people walked by, he'd throw it to them. And some people would catch it. Other people would get hit by it. Some people would be highly offended. Some people wouldn't care. I mean, they would just... You'd be excited about it or yeah. some fun surprise. Yeah. But uh, we didn't like the fact that he was throwing these three-foot discs at people, and so we told him they had to stop. And he said, you know, they have to see him fly, otherwise it just doesn't work. And I said, well, okay. So he was actually in a cart along a uh, two-level mall, and there was a railing. So we actually took a fish swivel, attached it to the the flying object, and then put fishing line on it and said, you can throw it out towards the common area, not towards people, and then you can pull it back. But, you know, people can throw it, then they can sort of see how it works, but you cannot throw it at anyone. And if you don't, I'm going to close you down because that's your only option. You can't throw it at people. So uh, it was a Saturday. They didn't know I was working. Uh, we had passed this on to security and everyone that this is what we're doing. Yeah, watch and, for this. Yeah. This, is, this is the... This is the code of operations, right? So security came up to me and said, uh, they're throwing them again. And I said, you've got to be kidding. So I went there, and I stood back just far enough that they couldn't see me, and I watched, and I watched them throw it to two or three people. So I just walked out there and started unplugging it and <laughs> putting stuff back up. He said, what are you doing? I said, I told you you couldn't throw them to people. He said, I, I wasn't throwing them. I said, I saw you. And he said, you didn't see me. <laughs> I said, I saw you throw them. This is this is non-negotiable at yeah. this point. You knew what the you knew what the consequences were, but all the time we're pushing the cart off the thing. He kept saying, I wasn't throwing them. And he was, and he didn't come back anymore after that. So we're done, and yeah. the cart's off the floor. Have a nice yeah. day. Yeah, uh, you know, there's a reason. There's so many comedy routines and stuff about. Uh, uh, kiosk and oh, <laughs> the mall guy with the cream for your hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and take twenty years off your, uh, take twenty years off your, uh, your um, uh, uh, age. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. it's a, do you want abs of steel? <laughs> Attach these. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of people there. You know, and some of the stuff is good, and uh, but some of it was. There, there was there was people that I, you know, clandestinely, as mall managers, they would not readily admit that uh, that they bought the stuff. But I knew I knew mall managers that would actually go and buy the creams from the you know from the foreigners, you know, and and they but they would never readily admit it in person that they bought it, but that they they swore by. It. So I, it was good I, I bought all my hair product from uh, well, those guys. <laughs> I'm bald. For, yeah. I realize this is a podcast. There, it's, it's, there is no hair there. So. It was, wasn't a good investment. <laughs> yeah. You chose the wrong foreign cream. I, I think I need to go back and get my money back. But, uh, yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. You, you know, it's interesting, but uh, uh, talk, talking about retailers, you, you know, when retailers pick a location and you know all that goes into it and there oh, used yeah. to be, there used to be some chains of uh of uh, large box big box drugstores 
uh, like Drug Emporium, and I, there was a couple others. Mm-hmm. I can't think what the names mm-hmm. were. Long's Drugs and some of those guys. Yeah, but they, w- they would be superstores. They'd have a little bit of everything. They'd be 30,000 square feet. Yep. And I had one of those stores that was anchoring a, a, a mall in, um, that I had in Tennessee. And this person who had it, it was the first franchise store for this company. He had been a corporate employee, and they were all corporate stores. And he convinced them and uh, that he wanted to open a franchise store, and he went out and got investors to get this put together, and, and he opened a store, and it failed miserably. <laughs> it was oh, a, no. one store in a market. You know, there's no way to s- spread advertising or anything. And he was a nice, nice guy. I really, really liked him, but he was – he was in over his head, and, and so uh, I had a lot of discussions with him trying to collect rent, and, you know, it was it was every time I saw him, it was always the same question about what are we going to do, and he said, I just got to get a second store open, so I was there one time, and, and um, he said, you know, I found a second location. I'd like for you to see it and tell me what your what your thoughts are about it, and yeah. I said, you know, happy to do it, but I still need rent. Yeah, still <laughs> you know, pay so, rent, yeah, so. And uh, so he said, well, I have, a, I have a meeting at lunch, but, you know, if you're back here at 1, we can go see it. And, and I said, well, I'm flying home today. Can, are, are you sure that we can go see this? And, could, you know, he, not a problem. So I get there at 1, and he's not there, and he comes back about 2. And I said, is there still time? Yeah, plenty of time. And I said, should I drive separate, or are we going to be take the same car? Am I going towards the airport? He said, no, we'll be fine. So at that time, I had rented a, a Mustang convertible. I used to go to this town a lot, and they always gave me nice cars. And so... Uh, we're driving there, and I'm driving back towards the airport. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not sure I should have done this. So, should have w- myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get there, we drive around the thing, and we're driving back. And I said, yeah, you know, lo- location looks fine. But I said, we got a problem that I'm not going to get you all the way back, and then I'm not going to get back to my uh, for my flight. And uh, he said, oh, you'll make it, you'll make it. So we turn on the last street to go down to the center, and traffic is backed up for just as far as you can see. So... Uh, he was a, a problem solver, so he reached over and started honking the horn because that will make the cars in front because of you move. Because that clearly, yeah, I mean, you know, they, that's how you old. say, "Everybody, please pull over and let, let, go let me go through." So, uh, yeah. you know, all they're doing is getting mad at me now. You're in a convertible; you can't really hide, you know. And so, <laughs> this lady next to us, uh, she she was looking at this idiot honking the horn. So I motioned for her to roll down the window, and I said, "Are you going past so and so?" Apparently, she said, "Yeah," and I said. Would you mind taking him there and dropping him off there? Uh, he, he's okay. He's the one that owns that location. And and then I reached over and I opened the door, and I'm sort of pushing him out of the car. And he's going, you can't do this. And I said, well, I gave you a chance to drop you off at a, at a pay phone and let you call someone to get you. You didn't want that one. So <laughs> now this is your only option. This is it. This lady's I'm, willing to take I'm it, so. doing a U-turn, and I'm going back. So <clears throat> he got out of the car and went. And so this was a person that had actually visited with me at my home here. He had been in Atlanta before, and, and uh, so uh, I got home. I'm telling Joyce the story, and Joyce said, you threw, uh, the guy's name was Harvey, said, you threw Harvey out of the car? I said, yeah. He, he you know, he lied to me. I just had to, did to do what I had to do to get home. And so she said, and how do you know you didn't put him in the car with an axe murderer? I said, well, she looked nice. I don't think she you know. I took my gamble. Yeah, I, you know? I, I didn't see an axe, no blood on the car. Yeah, so yeah. so uh, she made me feel so bad, I called him at home, and Harvey was aunt, was laughing the phone. He said, I can't believe you threw your largest tenant out of the car. And I, I said, I can't believe you were going to make me miss my flight. So we threw him out of the car, and, <laughs> and he survived. So yeah. Well, and, and you know, hopefully it one day paid you rent. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I moved on from that property. But uh, it, that was an interesting property. I had a, 
a tenant that I was always chasing for rent, and it was two brothers that owned a jewelry store, and they were identical twins. Oh, interesting. And so whichever one I talked to, and then, oh, yeah, we'll get it, and then, you know, I'd come back the next day. No, I didn't talk to you. You were talking to my brother. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm going to get a magic marker and put a mark on you guys. Sir, give, me, give me your hand. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's gonna, right. I'm stamping you today because yeah. tomorrow I need to talk I, to the I same can't, one. I can't tell the difference between oh. you. So. They probably knew that. They're probably going, oh, no, oh, you yeah. talk to me. You talk to my brother. Yeah. One time when I went to get the rent, they said that we were fully prepared to pay you today. But when we were backing out of the car, in the car today, we ran over the family pet. We had to go buy a new dog today, and I needed that money to buy a dog. And I'm thinking, Straight up. Yeah. The, yeah, uh, yeah. the family dog took president's over mm, the rent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was quite graphic about the running over the dog, too. And I'm thinking, oh, buddy, you are just so. You're really selling it. <laughs> yeah, <You're> really that's <laughs> right. So I, that's the kids were crying. I had to do something. You know? I, didn't, I didn't have any options. <laughs> yeah, that's right. As a parent, understand. <laughs> yes, it's, yeah, it's funny the, the excuses that you can hear at times like this well and you know they always joke about you know landlords being you know like the, the residential landlords you know you hear everything about you know why why someone could pay the rent but but retail landlords same same thing it's like well you know oh, you know i i had a couple one of them where it was like you know their sales are going up 10 10 percent you know whatever sales growth and the sales aren't where you want it to be yet but they're growing and you know so in theory every month you should have you know, a couple hundred bucks more or a thousand bucks more. And like, we're getting closer to covering the rents and the, and what we call in the industry occupancy cost, right? Which is how much sales, and then how much expenses you have from a land, like a retail, uh, your lease rates uh, against those sales. So we like to balance those and keep them in a good, good range that we know that you're healthy and we're healthy. So his occupancy cost is coming down, but like, Every other time, it's like, oh, my, the price of my case of this went up by double. And, oh, my, my staff, half my staff quit, so I didn't have enough people. or you know, But it's like, but your sales are still going up, so I'm still understanding why you're not paying me more rent because you owe me the rent. Like, it's this fallacy that's like, well, you, you know, it's not the same as a mortgage because, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's not how this works. It's like, well, I'm not your investment banker, so I have shareholders or owners or develop. It's like, no, you got to pay me rent. I promised them the money you're about to give me. Like, yeah. you know, and so it's, it's, a, it's a long piece. And, and you know, and what's funny is, is uh, I don't know about funny tenants or crazy tenants, but uh, um, I was telling you earlier, I had, a, I had a tenant that ended up not doing the deal, but I, I, they actually did a really, it was kind of this creative concept, but just totally out there, like just, bizarre for a general public you know but you think about like it's never really been done but it was a it was a casket and you an urn store and quite frankly outside of going to a mortuary i've never thought about buying a casket but these guys did i mean their caskets were fantastic i mean the one they had on display to see was a i think it was a custom north carolina fan casket so i'm like we're like beautiful creamy white on the outside you open it up it's the it's like the tufted silk blue on the inside but then it's got like the lettering embroidered like that dude loved north carolina like and there even was one that uh they had on i think also on display that had like i think it was a new york yankees fan which is probably explained why he's dead but but a uh, <laughs> new york yankees fan and uh and it had a picture of the stadium you know embossed on the inside so you're you know when you're dead you're looking at your favorite place in the world which is new york yankee stadium and um Mr. Steinbrenner would be would be placed, um, and you know all kinds of really cool custom. But it was you know, and, and I probably shouldn't say the name of the tenant. I think that maybe they still exist uh, out of Kansas, but uh, this was not Kansas. And they had come up and they had gone to a competing mall of mine, um, and they had done all the stuff, got the lease, 
uh, or specialty lease, I guess, shorter term lease, got the lease, got the space built out, got it done. Like we're talking like next day they're going to go, they're going to open and the developer walks in and is like, hey, uh, we got told we can't do this here. So no store for you, canceled lease, you know, kind of a hard, hard sell in that particular instance for leasing. So that guy comes, so the, the group comes over, is like, hey, we got a deal. We got like, we got inventory coming in, you know, we ended up not having the right space that worked for what their needs were, but, but it was a really fun conversation and it was just as pretty of the store as it was, and the pictures of the ones that they had had that was actually very successful, you just had to kind of shake your head because you're like, I, you walk in the mall and so you're like, oh, I love these shoes. Oh, I love this purse. Oh, man, the new Apple product. Then you're like, custom casket. Grandma would look good in that <laughs> urn. Like, I don't I don't know how the, you know, but it, but uh, from a centralized community town, so well, I guess it could work. But it was just, it had to have been one of the most bizarre tenants that I you know it was totally awesome they were great people but just bizarre when I look at that tenant mix that you mentioned earlier the merchant is like I don't know where this fits uh, you know so kind of funny I uh, I had a center in in uh, Des Moines and I went to visit another center that was having more trouble than ours was and they actually had a pet um, I guess mortuary, for lack of a better word, but their windows displays were little caskets for dogs and cats and tombstones and stuff. And I'm telling you, it, it's just not what you want to see when you walk into the mall. Was that is that the same time frame that like the the Pet Cemetery movie came out with <laughs> so the dog? Maybe it was just a uh, you know marketing point. Yeah. I don't recall, but uh, no, it wasn't it wasn't really wasn't Des Moines, really the home of Pet Cemetery. <laughs> your Pet Cemetery needs, you know, hit us up online. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I could just bring bring your dog and sit, sit in there. <laughs> See how you look in there. So. Uh, you, you know, at least that's fo- not too much farther fetched than like the, you know, as seen on TV stores that were actually pop- very popular. And I think you still see them like downtown, you know, downtown uh, uh, tourist attractions. Like I think I saw one kind of like that downtown Branson over the summer where it's like, oh, look, it's all these things on as seen TV. I need a knife that can cut through a penny and then cut through a tomato. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, so th- there's, there's some crazy... Really interesting concepts that are, are kind of oddball out there, too. You know, at different times, we've looked for sponsors for, like, guest services and stuff. And at Christmas time, you're always trying to find, you know, that special gift in that. And I kept trying to pitch the idea that we needed to get uh, – when LifeLock was, I think, probably the only one or at least the largest one, and I know there's a lot of other people, and the ad would be for the man who has everything and wants to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it would be wonderful to set up a cart and, and you can give someone a gift a gift thing for, for – uh, well, uh, that would that, man who wants who has everything and doesn't want to lose it or wants, yeah, to, wants keep to keep it. it. I, like it. I like that. I well, that was kind of like you and I talked about uh, the theory at one point of trying to you know those DNA boxes, right? Like for you know the twenty three and Me's or the whatever the Ancestry dot coms or whatever. And and uh, I think you and I even reached out to Ancestry dot com at one point trying yep. to talk trying to talk somebody into saying mm-hmm. like, hey, this would be the single greatest card because you have a set price. It's very low cost yep. as far as like you know you just have your own employee can talk about it get great uh, name recognition yeah. and you know it's a box and you're selling someone a stocking stuffer that would be relatively amazing hi here you can find out about your family history all you gotta do is swab it and mail it and i've already bought it for you and you're good. yeah that was we we tried finding yeah, the right we, people we could never I, get we, to the right we went, people we went round around <laughs> in fact i went through a marketing person i went through a i went through an app development person i still couldn't get to the right person i went through it. politicians in utah well, trying yeah, to no, find the right you know, person one of us you would think would know somebody at ancestry.com you but. know i need to be careful now because uh as these start coming out my wife has been listening to them i've been getting some feedback and it's not always the most pleasant of feedback uh the one where i talked about uh when she was in the store and and uh 
uh, the jewelry store when I met her, and one person was married, one person was hoping to get engaged, and then there was a third one. And Joyce just loves being referred to as you know, the one that was there. That was the third one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the, uh, the other. But, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and tell this, but one year for Christmas, my wife accuses me of not being creative, and, and uh, you know, I, I have found a lot of things out about uh, after 43 years of marriage about things that you do and don't do. And one year for Christmas, I gave her the present of uh, Christmas future, Christmas past. No, Christmas future, Christmas past, and the Christmas present. So Christmas future was, um, uh, no, Christmas past was I gave her 23 and Me. Okay, so yeah, history, right? Okay, I mm-hmm. got it. Uh, Christmas future was a trip that we had planned, and, okay. and so we, we planned a trip, and so that was something to look forward to. And then Christmas cool. present was a spa day, and I thought I was just so so clever of, of my whole – and uh, I, I didn't get in a lot of trouble for that one. It's better than giving them towels, just so you know. Yeah, <laughs> towels well, are better. or something with a cord. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> right. Well, uh, I think we've probably beat this one to death. Well, I think I think you know uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun day. But I think the the top ten list was pretty good, even though I think we got to what fifteen. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I think you know as as managers, as people that enjoy the property, we just get to enjoy uh, a lot of the time where we get to see a lot of different things, and some of that's dealing with the retailer, some of it's dealing with the customers, and uh, and sometimes it's just concepts that we get to see. And so as you're out there in the malls, uh, revisiting either your childhood or uh, getting the present stuff. And, take a look at it. And I tell you what, I really want to encourage people. Thank you for all the feedback we've had. There's been a lot of positive feedback. Uh, we, we appreciate it. We're glad that you're listening. We're glad that you're liking it. And we want to hear your stories. And you can listen for future or uh, in future, we're going we're gonna to set up a way where you can reach out to us. We'd, we'd have the way that we can uh, bring you in remotely. Uh, yeah, hit, hit me up on LinkedIn. Uh, you can message me or, or, or connect with me, and we'll, we'd like to start getting some people on here and getting some guests because I think there's some stories that are pretty outrageously awesome out there. I mean, you know. And, and some people have shared some, yeah, but we don't, we, yeah. we don't want to tell them. We'd rather you tell them because uh, those that live it can tell it better than those that just read about it. Yep. With that, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.